live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Wild Wisdom. I am Amy Granat. I am Dr. Deb Bila. And we are your hosts for this fabulous show. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We are just on a roll this week in general. So we this show is probably going to be pretty interesting today. And, you know, we're kind of, you know, laughing a bit. But this show is it has a serious undertone. We're actually going to do part one and part two. So we're going to do it this week and next week. Because as we started talking about this, really over the past week, mm-hmm. uh, week and a half now, is when this actually started. And we'll get to, you know, part of the starting <laughs> point here in a moment. Um, well, uh, we're going to talk about shame. Yes. <laughs> so... We see the underlying feeling of an emotion of shame so much in our practices. Very much so. We see it in our own lives, in the lives of our friends, in the lives of our families, in the culture just on the whole. It's a very big pervasive problem. It, it is, and people are not even aware of it. Yes. They have no clue because like when we start talking about the things we're going to talk about, people are going to be like, oh yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's really deep. Yes. And it's it's so vast. Yes. So I'm excited. I know. I think it's going to be a Put really your good. On I know people. exactly. It's going to be a good two weeks of conversation because there is just so much to unpack here. <laughs> There's so yes. much to unpack. So I want to actually start with uh, reading Brene Brown's definition of shame because it's so good. Yes. And it it really we're going to touch on so much of this stuff as we go through the different topics that we're going to talk about. So this is Brene Brown's definition. I define shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Something we've experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she does, she does differentiate between shame and guilt guilt being something that we can learn and grow from because it is something that we've you know probably done wrong we made a mistake we said something wrong that hurt someone's feelings and so we feel the guilt over it but shame is something that we feel based off of something that's not true right i mean really truly it's based off of something that isn't true about ourselves about the way that we think about the way that people are saying things to us or about us it's it's because it's not true and that's right. why we feel shame around it right because now we feel unworthy and there here's another quote from Brene Brown uh, when we experience shame we feel disconnected and desperate for worthiness full of shame or the fear of shame we are more likely to engage in self-destructive behaviors and to attack or shame others yes in fact, shame is related to violence, aggression, depression, addiction, eating disorders, and bullying. Wow. Boom. <laughs> I mean, like... I'm like, I got goosebumps I did even too. reading it. I just got goosebumps and almost like even like the trigger of tears. Yeah. You know, coming up because that is... Did you tear before I did? I think I did. What? I know. Oh, wow. I know. We need. Well, it's being recorded. It's being, we have evidence. We have a record. We have evidence of me actually getting teared up before that does. Because that usually doesn't happen. No. But it does. It makes, it just like, it really hurts my heart to think of 
And then too, let's just say the people who do act out in those ways. Mm -hmm. And we like immediately like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. They're just terrible, horrible people. Right. And it's not like, that's not an accepting of what they did. Let's just be clear. Right. If they did something that was atrocious or horrible, that is not okay. However, there's something underneath it. Absolutely. And the driver is almost always going to be shame. Right. Yes. Yeah. They're feeling unworthy. They're feeling unloved. They don't belong. They don't feel like they have purpose. They're, right. they're hopeless. Yeah. And the only thing they know to do is, because that's so in their body, right. the only thing they know to do is act out like that, mm-hmm. to try to just get a release. Right. And almost almost like a trying to numb themselves out from the pain of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I am in so much pain, let me hurt you. Right. Because if you hurt, then I'm not going to feel so bad about myself. Right. Well, even for me, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure I've talked about this, but, you know, I grew up in a home where we all yelled at each other. And so, you know, moving for like, and it, it just, I don't know, it just was like, if you had something to say, it came out, you know? Yeah. And so when I started dating, like, it's like, if I felt to, to me, arguing meant love, mm, you know, and our, a, and oh, it was man. like, so if I could get my, like, if I was feeling wonky and weird and I don't even know what, you know, what's yeah. going on and I just needed love or I needed some kind of something, I would start an argument mm. and I didn't do it on purpose. Right. Like I, I'm learning this now, but you know, I, I'm looking back and it goes back to my high school mm-hmm. sweetheart, you know, um, where I would yell at him to get out of my house because he was driving me nuts. And then he'd start walking away. I'm like, where the hell do you think you're going? <laughs> like the poor guy didn't know what to do. You know, it's like, I'm doing a cha-cha. Yeah. I understand what's happening. <laughs> go forward, go, go backward. backward. <laughs> you want me, you don't want me. I don't know what's going on. But it was, if he argued with me back, then it meant that he cared. Mm. And so sometimes like people just don't even realize that they're, they're reacting the way that they are because they need something from that. Yes. Yes. I saw a oh man. And I, as you were talking, it popped into my head. And so I was like trying to push it to the side yeah. so I could finish listening to what you yeah. were saying, but it was something. And I feel like it may have been from the holistic psychologist. Um, I'm trying to remember her name and I'm not, it's not going to come to me, but you can find her online. I think it's the dot holistic dot psychologist um, and on Instagram. And she's amazing. Number one. But I feel like it was her that said something around this where if you're behaving like that, mm-hmm. the a healthy response from the other person would, would, would be what, you know, okay, this is not about whatever's going on right. right now. What is it that you need from yourself? Yeah. Yeah. What is it, what is it you need that you're not getting that's actually underlying right. the, your behavior right now? Because if there's a need that's not being met right. while you're acting out in that way. And if someone said that to me years ago, I would be like, I want him to behave like he's supposed to. (laughs) These are my expectations and I want him to fall within the expectation. I mean, but they were pretty unrealistic and it was unfair of me to put that on him and not to say that he is perfect in any way, shape or form, but nonetheless, like he wasn't innocent bystander at all. Right. Um, You know, but you know, like I just wasn't aware of it. I wasn't in a place where I could even sit down and do that. So you know, if you're listening and you're like, oh, like, I really want to sit down and pay attention. Like, congratulations. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> like, you are on the road to recovery. You are. You, you know, really, really but it are. is it is a hard pill to swallow when you yeah. look back and you're like, oh, oof. Oof. it's a big piece of humble yeah, pie. Like, I was behaving so, so badly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So but and, and you know, what is the 
quote from Maya Angelou, when, when you, when you know, know better, better you, you do better. better. So exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So there and we that's are. really the, the name of the game. And as we go through and talk about all of these things, and if you're finding yourself in it, yeah. congratulations. Exactly. <laughs> you just identified something that you're and like, Oh, huge. this is, this is not who I want to be. Right. I don't want to be this anymore. And then finding out where did that come from? Right. Like what, where was this programmed in? Cause it was programmed in at some point, maybe mm-hmm. as a child, maybe by, by a relationship you've had by um, another kind of traumatic experience you might've had, whatever the case may be, it's been wired into you yeah. to behave and to feel this way. So it's like, you've got to backtrack a bit and figure out where this is. Yeah. And you know, it's, it might be something you can do on your own. It might be something you need to reach out for help and have mm-hmm. someone walk, walk through the process with you. But seriously, congratulations if you yeah. find yourself in exactly. some of this stuff because we all have it. Yeah. I know for me, it's like the, the behavior that I would do would just like that almost kind of passive aggressive, kind of like a passive aggressive shutdown. Mm -hmm. I was really angry or frustrated or upset about something. And, and someone would ask me how I was feeling or what was wrong. I'd be like, I'm fine. Right. Even, and, and, but like even the bigger go-to I'm fine. I'm just tired. Right. Would be my thing is what I would say. I'm fine. I'm just tired. Yeah. So if I ever just say that I'm fine, I'm tired, but I'm just tired. That's so not what's happening right (laughs) now. (laughs) But that would be kind of my go-to number one. It would be passive aggressive in that I'm like, how to attitude about it but yeah. number two it would be deflection yeah by saying i'm tired because then it would get me off the hook of having to answer exactly. a deeper question yeah so i was conversation was, yeah. done at that point exactly i was being passive aggressive and then i was deflecting at the same time mm-hmm. because i didn't want to go to the emotions that were lying underneath of even what the situation was because the situation whatever it was i was uncomfortable with i was sad about i was angry about was not the real problem there mm-hmm. was there was deeper layers to it and i didn't oh, want to yeah. go there yeah so once i started recognizing like man uh, that's not okay. When someone asks me how I'm feeling, if I don't want to talk about it, it's fine. Right. I can just say, I'm not okay, but I can't talk about it right now. Can we circle back later? Right. You know, and that's a much better way to handle it mm-hmm. than to just be like, whatever. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and then deflect and act like it's something else when that's not what's going on because I'm really only hurting myself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. And then, I mean, in in the midst of all this too, it's not even a blame game. No. So it's like, like in my scenario, I'm not blaming my parents because they argued and yelled all the time. I'm not blaming my high school sweetheart because he was a schmuck, you know, yeah. like I'm not blaming it. Okay. I just kind of did passive aggressiveness right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You're like, well, he wasn't Whatever. <laughs> But, see how it happens? see how it just comes out it's like unconscious it's and we so don't even know we yeah. don't even know we're doing it because yeah. it's just part of the programming but i'm really proud i caught it i know but the, then that's the whole key it's like you just you start to catch it yeah you start to catch it faster and then eventually yeah. you stop be, doing yeah. the behavior so um so yeah going along with that you know it's not about them it's not a it's, it's not a blame game. It's not like he did something wrong. It's not that my parents did something wrong. I'm not a victim in this situation. Mm-hmm. It's just being able to, you know, like just be able to move forward. I think of the, um, you know, the example of someone in the deep end and they are flailing at deep end of the pool and they're flailing because they're drowning. And then a whole bunch of people come over to try to help and they knock everybody under because... <laughs> And they're coming with good intentions to help, but the person is like too busy trying to save their life, you Mm -hmm. know, that they knock everybody down. And that's kind of what happens in these situations. So it's not a blame game. It's just a recognizing and becoming aware. So we can catch ourselves. (laughs) Like, 
you know, like I just did. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise we just continue into the shame spiral and we all do it. Right. All of us, you know, we still struggle with it. We have areas in our life where we struggle with shame, where we're not happy with ourselves. We're not happy with, you know, the way we think about something Mm -hmm. or the actions that we're taking or not taking. And then we start to shame ourselves and then we call ourselves names. And then, you know, (laughs) you have friends like me and your friends call themselves names. Then I, I just, punch you she hits I do she hits really hard I actually do <laughs> hit my friends sometimes when they say things about themselves <laughs> I can't help it I'm like, stop saying that it's not true yeah but then it goes back to like it's not true right it's a story you have in your head it's a distortion of the way that you're seeing yourself or the way that you're seeing your life or you're seeing a situation mm-hmm. and so shame comes from things that are not true but the feeling is so intense and we want to belong so badly mm-hmm. that, and, but that unworthiness just drives, it just drives the show. It really it does. It really, really does. Mm-hmm. And all of us are dealing with it and it really is really pervasive. Yeah. It's in so many different things. I was making a list of the way we as women shame each other because oftentimes these things that I'm going to say, it's women doing it to mm-hmm. women. It's oh. not men actually saying it to women right. as often as we want to think that it right, is. Right, right. oftentimes women. And it was funny because I was listening. It's funny that we were talking about this today because I was listening to an Abraham Hicks this mm. morning on my drive. And she was talking about resistance to things. And she's like, you know, she's like women. She said, you know, you look at some woman and she's got, and you want this beautiful handbag. You look at this woman who's got a beautiful handbag and you're like, why'd you spend all that money on that handbag? I could feed a whole family for that. I could feed my whole family for that week. So it's like, <laughs> we want... But then we shame. Right. We want for ourselves and we feel some sort of lack. Right. And then we shame. Right. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's so perfect. But yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) And she did like multiple different things like, oh, I want some new clothes. And this woman comes in with new clothes. You're like... How, how'd you or afford like, that? No, exactly. Or what, look at what she's wearing. Oh my God. And yeah. what really, but what it really is, is that you have shame about not being that yourself or not having that yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I made this whole list, um, about things that we shame ourselves mm-hmm. about and shame each other about clothing, Yep. what we're wearing, what we're not wearing, how our hair looks, mm-hmm. how much makeup or how little makeup we have on, how well it's applied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our accessories, so wearing jewelry, wearing whatever, shoes, um, speech, the way that we talk, mom shame, mm-hmm. shaming other moms for how they are living their life and raising their families, um, being a business owner, being employed, being a stay-at-home mom, these are not all, being not a mom. being a mom. All of these are ways, not being married, not being married. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as you know, as single women, we can certainly attest to when people know what our ages are, like, how come you're not married and how come you don't have kids? I've literally had people ask me, like, what's wrong with you? Why, yeah. are you, why have you not been married? Yes. I'm like, well, what's wrong with you? You've been married five times. I don't know. What do you want me to <laughs> what say? What do you want me to say to I that? mean, I had enough uh, knowledge to not marry an mm-hmm. alcoholic. I mean, yeah. I should get an award for that. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Not be shamed because yeah, I didn't. Not be shamed because you know? of it. Exactly. I yeah. know. And for me, it's like I was married for a long time and we didn't have children. And so it was the why, why don't you have children? Like, oh, you yeah. poor thing. Oh, with <laughs> oh, the head tilt. The head, yes. The head tilt. Like, no. <laughs> and it does. And it makes you feel so crappy. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. What's wrong with like, me? Like, that's vagina like, shaming right there. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. because I didn't birth a child yet. Yeah. Or if I do, who mm-hmm. knows? I mean, exactly. You and know, so it makes people feel crappy. It's yeah. like, why do we do that to yeah. ourselves? And I mean, I'm not, I'm not a princess either. Like I'm totally guilty of like, why is she wearing that? Like, no kidding. That yes. Terrible <laughs> on her. You know, I'm guilty. Doesn't of it she too. have any friends that tell her <laughs> that that does not look good on her? And why does she walk out of the house? I'm totally guilty right. of it too. We all do it. We all do it. It's just recognizing it and exactly. keeping it in check. Exactly. It's recognizing that that's not helpful and that's not <laughs> loving no. to another person to, yeah. you know, and then, and then on the, if you, if you want really want to take that a level deeper, it's not loving to yourself because no. if you judge someone else, you are judging yourself. Yeah. You are shaming yourself. Well, and you, I think you kind of brought that up at the beginning mm-hmm. that you're really shaming yourself when you're shaming somebody else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not about the other person. It's about you it never and is. what you're lacking or what you feel like you're lacking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the, I think one of the big things that we could definitely talk about is body shaming. Yes. Because um, number one, we'll just talk about doing it to ourselves. Oh, I, I was going to say that's the biggest part <laughs> of it. The biggest part of it is how we body shame ourselves. And this is why I hit my friends uh, because <laughs> they do this to themselves and, 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 and it just makes my heart hurt so much. Um, but I get it at the same right. time. Yeah. I get it at the same time because I've done it to myself too. Yeah. I'm much better about it now. Um, but it's so easy for us to hate our bodies because we don't fit into this mold that, and it goes on both sides. We yes. have fat shaming and we have skinny shaming. So I've literally been called a skinny bitch more than once <laughs> by people who did not know me. Right. Um, and so, but that was their impression of me when they saw me mm. because I'm, I'm thin. I have a thin frame. I pretty much always have. I have actually been overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know what that feels like as well. I know how it feels to be in that body mm-hmm. and I know how it feels to think of how the outward perception is of you. Right. And then I know what it feels like to having been thin and in an athletic body and then be overweight mm-hmm. and the change in my body and how right. that made me feel about myself was not good. I said horrible things to myself, oh. which is why yeah. I hate it when my friends say horrible things to themselves because right. I've done it mm-hmm. and I know how it in internally, I know how that feels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've got a PhD in that, you know? <laughs> Well, and it's, you know, for me, I mean, if I, if anybody who's listening knows me, I mean, I'm not the tallest person in the world, you know, <laughs> I was actually called fun size today. <laughs> Five feet one. So funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's fun. Um, but, um, but nonetheless, it's like, you know, like if I gain five pounds, it looks like what would be 10 or 20 on someone else, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I don't have as much... Yeah. you know no there's not, not enough place to put space, it you know? you know what is it there's not as much um surface, surface area, area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly and you know I mean you know through the years I've struggled with my weight you know and, and I'm learning more now that it's more emotional because it has nothing to do with my diet and all this other stuff blah 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 but nonetheless I have been vicious to myself I mean I was doing a yoga class and I mean I was a athletic I was a dancer you know uh very fit very flexible and I took a yoga class what a year ago something like that oh my god none of you would want to hear what was in my head as I was bending over doing a pose and I'm like I couldn't do it because I had extra bubble wrap around my belly which you know and it was just vicious and I caught myself in that moment I'm like holy cow how are these things being said to myself? Yeah. Meanwhile, with my patients, I always ask them, if you talk to yourself the way you talk to your friends, would you have any friends? 
And here I'm doing this to myself. Yeah. Like it was really, and I really have been much better since mm-hmm. that moment, honestly. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and so, you know, and it's like looking at the emotional stuff as to why the weight has stayed on because it's protecting me. Like I need protection, you know, and that's a whole other show, but, um, you know, it's loving who you are in the moment because I mean, it's our flesh body, you know, it's just flesh. Our soul is a whole different thing. And, you know, it's, you know, just accept who you are and and stop shaming yourself. And actually on the Brene Brown thing, um, uh, like we want this perfect body. Let me, let me take a Mm -hmm. step back. We want this perfect body. Um, and you know, the magazines are just ridiculous with like all the Photoshopping Mm -hmm. and you know, whatever. So this thing on, um, on Brene Brown's page, um, it says shame loves perfectionists. Mm. And yes. it's so true. So if you're a perfectionist, it's like shame is loving you because, yeah, you know, there's just so much mm-hmm. like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, there's a lot of wounds there that yes. need to be healed. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And when you're a perfectionist, it's like, it's always, you have to do more, you have to do more, you have to mm-hmm. do more um, in order for it to be more perfect. Right. Um, because, because it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. And now the shame spir- spiral mm-hmm. starts taking over where it's like, you're not perfect enough. You need to do this harder. You need to do this mm-hmm. more. You need to be better at this. You need to know you more need about brand this. brand name clothes. You need your hair done a certain way. It needs exactly. to be a certain color and a certain length and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like look like the perfect perfect whatever exactly until you have no idea who you are yeah because you've been living up to this false expectation of perfection right that you think you're supposed to obtain right and so now you look perfect to everybody else but inside you're literally falling apart and, and I will say too like in regards to any of this stuff even even as simple as like like I remember this is when I first moved here and uh my boyfriend like we went over to his brother's house and his um his wife was showing us around the house and she's like don't judge me and then she started talking about something like about her house or whatever Mm -hmm. and instantly in my gut because I I didn't really know the woman at this moment but she's like well don't judge me and she kind of said it in a in a way and then she starts talking and I'm like, oh my God, the hateful things that came out of that woman's mouth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was like, so, and I knew in that moment, like she is judging me beyond belief, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I yeah. knew to not accept it and take it in right. because she is so unhappy within herself yeah. that she, you know, so if you hear someone say, don't judge me, just send them love because yeah. <laughs> they because need whatever's it. Whatever's coming out has nothing to do with you or yeah. the person or situation that they're directing their comments towards. Right. And it really is a reflection, a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves. Right. And they're just not able to put two and two together quite yet. Right. Yeah. But it's going to, it's going to come out one way or the other. Yeah. When you feel that much hatred towards yourself, it's going to come out. It has to. And she was a hate. She was probably the one, one of the most hateful people mm. to me ever. I'm not kidding, like ever. And then on her Facebook page, she would post like, what did you do for Jesus today? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like she talked out of both sides of her mouth. Yeah. And you're it like, was not good. Yeah. And it, it's so toxic. uncomfortable to be around it and very, very toxic. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, so it's uncomfortable and it's upsetting. But then when you can step back from it and realize like you did, like, oh my gosh, this woman really hates herself. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you can have some level of compassion and empathy yeah. for them. Like, oh, what happened to you? to get you to such a point where you could be so hateful that you hate yourself that much. 
And I'll send her love from a distance. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to. Because you have to. It's yeah. like, you know, it's not, it's not a, worth a big putting distance, yourself in, yeah. that, in the situation to be subject to those type of things. Right. Because it still hurts. Even though you know it's not about you, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Right. You know, it still does. It yeah. absolutely does. And when it comes to our bodies, I mean, oh my God. It's, <laughs> it's. Well, say the quote that you said about the. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. One of the things, especially in regards to your body, um, that we've talked about on multiple occasions is if the words that you say to yourself, let's just stay in the context of about your body. Mm -hmm. If the words that you say to yourself about your body were tattooed all over your body, so everybody could see that, would you keep seeing them? Mm -hmm. Because now it's exposed. Everybody knows every word you're saying to yourself. Right. Because like you said, we can, we can hide it to some degree because people can't read our thoughts. Mm-hmm. So we can hide it to some degree how we feel about ourselves. It comes out in little things we say. Oh, absolutely. Do. So it's, it's not completely not exposed, but for the most part, it's not. So we can hide it. Right. And therein lies part of the issue with shame is that all of this stuff is hidden. Yes. You know, shame likes the dark. Mm-hmm. It likes to not, it likes to oh. be in the dark. It likes to be hidden. So when it's not exposed, we can't, we can't address it. We can't start talking about it. We can't start working through it. Right. I thought I saw something that oh. talked about the light <laughs> and I can't find it. It's Aww. okay though. That's I'll okay. find it. So when it comes to your body, you know, the, the, the biggest thing to start doing is what it, what is it you're saying to yourself? What are the words you're saying to yourself? How mm-hmm. are you treating yourself? And again, if those words were all over your body, would you continue saying them? Mm-hmm. So it might be good to, to expose them more to yourself to write them down. Yeah. You know, just write them down on a piece of paper. If you, if you like to journal, journal, whatever, you know, if you like to do art, do art, doesn't matter. doesn't make any difference. Or if you're in therapy, go talk to your therapist about mm-hmm. it, you know, and say the words out, get them out of your body. So write them down or say them out loud to someone who, you know, can create a safe space to take, to take that in. Exactly. It doesn't mean they're going to try need to try to fix you, but just so that you can say the words out loud and they can just at least hold the space for you to process that because not everybody can do that. So be very, if you're going to have a conversation, conversation with someone please be very discerning about that because not everybody can can handle that because what often happens is you say the words out loud and the person that you're saying them to may feel the same way about themselves so then they start to internalize that right. and they start to, their own shame start coming up so you have to be really discerning about who you have those kind of conversations with exactly. so that oh, it's, pro- it's productive and healing for you as opposed to it starting to become about the other person so that's a really important thing but that's a really good exercise you can do if you're dealing with body shame is get that out somehow, mm-hmm. write it down, tell somebody about it and really kind of admit to saying those things about yourself. Right. Because seeing them and, and bringing the light on them is what helps it, them dissipate. It doesn't get it really does. anymore. It's like I go to the gremlins all the time. Yeah. It's like back, you know, watch the movie, the gremlins mm-hmm. and is they only came out at night. And as soon as the sun came out, they went away because they knew they would like spontaneously combust exactly. if the light hit it. And yeah. that's really what happens with all of this. Yeah, it diffuses it. It diffuses those words because they're now out in the open and you can't hide them anymore. Yeah. When things are hidden. They are so much more painful. Well, here's one. Okay, so the dark does not destroy the light. It defines it. Mm-hmm. It's our fear of the dark that casts our joy into the shadows. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Exactly. Because when we're feeling that way, we can't, it's so much harder for us to get to joy. So on, on like the, there's, there's a a really good scale, um, of different feelings and emotions 
that are uh, as far as what their vibration is. Mm, oh, so, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I'm I've about? seen that. So mm-hmm. shame is at the bottom. Lowest I actually vibration. think it's the lowest vibration. I think so. I think it's the lowest vibration. And joy is very high up towards the top. I think love is the highest, um, but joy is right up there. Mm-hmm at the top so there are completely opposite ends of the spectrum which means you can't be in joy if you are in shame yeah you just you literally can't shame is such a low it's it is the lowest vibration right so you can't you can't get there from there so when someone's really deep into shame you can't just say oh well you just need to be happy it's, it's not, not going to happen no you can't you no. can't get there you might come up from shame to guilt you might come up from there to frustration, to anger. You know, you're kind of moving yourself up the scale. You're not going to mm-hmm. be able to jump to joy. And if you do, it's delusional. Like, let's yes, be honest. You. Like, yes. that's not real. Be mm-hmm. authentic in the process. Yes. Like, if you're not feeling it, then... Be in the not feeling it. Be in the not feeling it. Be in the not feeling it. This, a large part of, you know, the human experience and the human journey and part of why we do this show and be pretty vulnerable and raw about right. things that we struggle with or things behaviors that we had i mean we're telling you hey i was a passive aggressive asshole (laughs) (laughs) it's like we're telling we're telling you this because we're no different than anybody else yeah anybody else but the only way forward is to expose it for what it is and and also to say it is okay to be where you are right now with it. Yeah. So if you know you're shuck in the shame shit storm and you're in <laughs> say that, that ten times the shame shit storm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm not gonna say anymore because I don't know what it's gonna turn into. <laughs> it was already going I know, there. I was going there. I could feel my. <laughs> I could feel my my mouth not forming words. So if you're stuck in the shame shit storm, it's okay to be there. Yeah. It's where you are right now. You're perfect, whole, and complete as you are, even in that. But it's time to recognize. I should say, and it's time to recognize Isn't there a book or something or a quote or something about embracing the suck? It's from Brene also. Is it Brene? (laughs) It's just a Brene day, apparently. apparently. Yeah, embrace the suck. Yeah. Because some things just suck. Let's just be real about that. Like it's it's, real. Like delusion. Don't be delusional. Don't be delusional because you're not, you're not helping yourself actually. It's really not serving you because those emotions of shame and anger and hatred toward yourself are still in your body. Yeah. And we know that emotion stuck in the body, in the tissues, in the organs. That's what causes dis- exactly disease yes so that's what causes cancer that's what causes bowel issues that's what causes skin disorders Mm -hmm. and yes everything everything literally everything literally everything so it being going to delusional is not serving you it's not serving your life it's actually making things worse because you're suppressing those things even more and yeah when you start to have to deal with them it sucks yeah it just effing sucks (laughs) let's just be real about how painful it can be to go through it and i know you know you're like well why would i want to do that yeah because it's just because on the other side it's so much better gosh yeah i know and it may not feel like that right now if you're in the suck it doesn't feel like it's going to end i mean we've had this conversation so many times over the past two years of going through dark night after the soul after dark night of Mm -hmm. the soul just like when is it going to end? Yeah. But here, two years later, and I'm not saying everything took two years, but we've both had so much going on these past couple of years and so many things we've been diving into mm-hmm. um, that we're finally like at this point where there's some light <sighs> coming through. <laughs> and no, we were really hoping the flip would switch, you know, as soon as midnight hit on 2020. And it didn't happen. 
but it's still getting better. You know, it's like we can breathe more. Yeah. There's more space. Yeah. It feels like there's more space. Like there's more expansion. <sighs> like, oh my gosh. Like I feel weights lifting mm-hmm. off and it's such a big change. But we had to go through the suck to get there. Yeah. Because part of going through the suck is learning what the suck was and where it came from. Number right. one, so you don't go through it again. Right. And number two, so that when you're in conversation with other people, friends and family or what have you, they can hear that you went through the suck and made it and they can mm-hmm. know they did too. They can right. too. Yeah. And I, and I will say, based on what you just said, you know, going into the physical realm, going into the actual dis-ease in the body, like all the work that I've done on myself, I mean, I've had asthma since I was a teenager and i don't use my inhaler nearly half as much as I did yeah. a year ago, two years ago. Yeah. You know, so that literally has changed my physiology by getting a lot of this crud out of me. Yeah. And it has been tough. It's been really hard. But at the same time, I would go through it 20 times over to be on the side where I am right now. Absolutely. You know, oh so it gosh. is absolutely worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Yeah. But I kind of, not that I've ever ran a marathon, nor do I ever <laughs> plan to. And if I do, just know I'm being like held hostage or there's like some kind of situation where I have zero choice. Like someone's life is at risk if I'm doing this. Um, But, you know, from what I hear from people that do run marathons, it's like, you know, they'll run the marathon and, and, you know, there's mile markers where they're like, okay, oh yeah, I got it. Then they get to 14 and they're like, oh, I don't know if I could do this anymore. Then they get to 18 and they're like, yes, I got it. And then they get to 26 and that 0.2 miles to the end is like torturous <laughs> or is it like 25 to 20? I don't know. Whatever, Whatever it is. is yeah. But it's like, it is the most painful, excruciating. I mean, literally people die mm-hmm. doing this marathon, which is why I will never do it unless I'm being hunted, hunted, yeah. held at gunpoint. But, um, you know, it, it, it is tough, but you know, like look at the people when they're done, they're like, look at my award. I got yeah. this little badge around me. Yeah, yeah. Like I got it. Yeah. So I made it. I mean, yeah. yes. So do the emotional marathon. Do the emotional marathon and embrace the suck. Yes. Embrace it. You know, not every day is going to be perfect and it shouldn't be. No. No day, honestly, should be perfect. Let's just. Well, <laughs> like, and what was gotta it? has got to be ebb and flow. So there's a show. It's called The Good Place. And I, it's just a cute little show. Uh-huh. It's nice to see good, cute little shows, by the way. And so I've been watching it and it's, it's coming to the end. And I hope it's, if anybody's watching it, just kind of fast forward the next minute. But, um you know, at the, at like they're closing the show and it's called The Good Place and they they go to the bad place and it's just this long journey. So they finally get to The Good Place, right? And so they're there and like all these amazing people are there and they're like, this is so amazing. We're here and we get to talk to this person and this idol and whatever. And then these people, they're idols, the, these amazing Mecca people who are in The Good Place are like zombies, they're just like beyond, they're, they're like, they hate their existence because they don't have any lows. They don't have the ebbs and flows of life. They're just like, yeah, we get everything we want all the freaking time. Like, oh yeah, I want a milkshake. Boom, it pops in their hand, you know? Like yeah. whatever it is that they want and need, they always have it and they lost any passion mm. of life yeah. or death in that case. But yeah. you know, but yeah, and that's the thing. So we have to have the downs to have the ups, you know, we have yeah. to have the bad times with the good times. Yeah, exactly. You want them and to make, to appreciate them even more. Exactly. You want the contrast. You yeah. really don't always know what you want until you know what you don't want. Right. You, I mean, that's just the way that it kind of works. Yeah. yeah. I'm very familiar with my list of don't wants. 
<laughs> I have a lot. We're creating what we do once now. And yes, and we can we can turn it to the to the good side. Yes, exactly. So I hope that was helpful for you all. Um, do you, if you're if you're in the in the body shame shitstorm, um, you know, make that list. Yeah. Sit down and talk to somebody about it. Make the list. And if the, even and even if there's another place where you're feeling a lot of shame, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't have to be body shaming. It could be any of the things that we talked about, or you know, relationship shame, dating shame, which we didn't mm-hmm. even get to. Maybe we can di- we'll get well, to that yeah. in round two because um, we're going to do a second one because we literally have so much more yeah, to talk yeah. about. There's there's so much to talk about here. So we we've got to. Um, we have a lot to unpack. Um, but if you've got any anything that's coming up for you, anything anything as far as what we have said today that brought something to the forefront for you, that's the thing to work on. Right. So don't try to do everything all at once. No. Whatever has come up for you, if a couple things come up, just pick one. Right. Pick one and focus on that. Write it down. Go talk to somebody about it. Whatever whatever it is that you want to do, um, you know, to work through that issue and just take the bull by the horns mm-hmm. a little bit and and go for it. Right. And embrace the suck while you do it. Yes. I will can I add I'm going to add one more yeah. thing too. So, you know, that's about like the shame, the self-talk about yourself, but if you're having a hard time with that cuz sometimes we can't see, we can't see what's really own. happening. Yeah. So, a, a a better way or not a better way. That's not that's not true. An, another way that will highlight things that are showing up in you is what irritates the living bejeebies out of you with other people. Yes. Like what is that one part? Oh, that person does this all the time. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. So write the things that are continuously irritating you and that you feel a little judgy. If you notice you're like, mm, yeah, no, she shouldn't be wearing that or whatever it is. Yeah. Write that down and pay attention to it and sit with it. And you'll be like, and, and, and let's be honest, sometimes we sit there and we're like, it's okay to be annoyed that people don't know how to drive. I mean, you know, like yes. there's things that you it, don't just have to be like, kumbaya, everything is beautiful. Yeah. No, that's yeah. not being a human. But yeah. you know, when it comes to being a little bit more judgy about yeah. things like that, pay attention to what you are being more judgy about and, and love it. Yes. Sit with it, sit love with it, it, embrace it and see yeah. what comes up for you in regards to you. Yes, exactly. Hmm. So many things for y'all to work on this week. So as always, thank you all so much for joining us. We would love to hear from you and what you're working on. Yeah. Um, in regards to this, if you're willing to share, I know that can be a kind of hard thing to share publicly, but if, and you can always PM us, right. But if you want to share that with us, we would love to hear from you. So you can go to the wild wisdom Facebook page, um, and post there. Of course you can, you can comment here on SoundCloud. But we love to hear what you're working on and get some feedback from you as to, you know, how these things are helping you. So we've had some really beautiful feedback lately. So we love to know. Yes. We love to know what's going on. We love to hear from you. So thanks again. We will see you all next week. Have a great rest of the day. Bye, guys. Bye.